This is Drink Spin Run, the RPG talk show podcast. Alright, welcome to Drink Spin Run, Season 2, Episode 4, I believe. It is, Part yeah. Part 1. Part 1, where we discuss drinking, spinning, reading, and running. Maybe not in that order, I don't remember. I'm Don Stroud, my lovely co-host, Adam Miscavich. Howdy, Don, how you doing? He's with me. And we have a special guest. I'm going to say his name, or you say his name. It's Clint. <laughs> Clint, Clint Krause, Krause, yeah. From the Red Moon Medicine Show, publisher of Vacant Ritual Assembly Zine, Stygian Garden of a Billion Prem, and, ah, shit, Don't Walk in the Winter Wood. I remembered it. All right. <laughs> Welcome, Clint. It's glad, I'm glad to have you here. It's nice to finally meet you. Thanks for having me, and likewise. Our viewers, listeners, folks at home may uh, may not may not know this, but I actually and I, I mentioned this to Clint a minute ago. Um, I became aware of Clint because he did a video review of the first issue of Metal Gods, and uh, I remember what your chief complaint was uh, was that it's for Dungeon Crawl Classics. That's and right. Didn't yeah. Play Dungeon Crawl Classics. All the fucking <laughs> weird dice. Yeah, who wants to mess with that? <laughs> awesome. Me, me, I want to mess with them. I want all the crazy dice. No, they're cool. I'm just kidding, but it's just not my thing. <laughs> my crazy dice got crazy dice. <laughs> all right. So, uh, do you just want to get to the show? Do you want to? No, because didn't you want to talk about? Oh no, that's in a segment that we have on the show called Run. Um, we can just jump right into the show, people. Yeah. Hey, Don. Sounds like you've been at it for a little while. What are you drinking? <laughs> I've not been at it, but I have Remnant of Dragon. This is an Imperial Red IPA from Greenbush, which is out west of the coast of Michigan, not west ah, of the country. You really faked me out there, man. I thought you had uh, something from, from not Michigan for a minute. No, I only drink Michigan beer. Uh, oh. It's from Sawyer, which is, you know, nearish the border. Of Michigan, uh, it's really good. It is nine percent. Mm. I really like the uh, red IPAs I've been having lately. I had that. I thought it was a red imperial. It's an it, yeah, imperial red IPA. Oh, okay. I didn't realize there was an imperial IPA. I don't uh, know. Ah man, it's like so many different. I don't know. It's too I don't many know what words. the fuck you're drinking. It is. It's too many qualifiers. Yeah, but it's good. So- it's right up there with, you know, uh, what did I just say? Nosferatu? I talked about that. The uh, Last episode, red. yeah, I think so. Yeah. 3-1, um, yeah. Yeah, it's good. I recommend you guys get it because it's delicious. Uh, Clint, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking Folger's Coffee um, oh. out, of a, uh, out of a dragon mug that I got from a Renaissance festival in 1996 or so. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's very classy stuff. Made it in my kitchen right behind me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's in a dragon mug, so... Yeah, the dragon mug is chipped yeah. um, from many years of use, uh, but it still serves me well. Nice, nice. Adam Miscavich. I'm sorry, I'm trying to figure out where Sawyer is, because I spent a lot of time on the west coast of Michigan. And, it uh, is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, south you... of, it's south of Benton Harbor. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's okay. right off 94. Uh, yeah. You know, there's like a Love's truck stop, and there's a, uh, what's the sex toy store? Uh, Velvet Touch. No, no, the other one. Velvet Touch is like everywhere in Michigan. It's not Velvet Touch. It's the other one. <laughs> Lover's Lane? No, the other one. <laughs> you know like... way more about this than I do, Doug. <laughs> well, that's I just all go that's down there. to the VU if I need anything crazy. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's the VU. Um, what are you drinking, though? So, folks who might have watched the live stream yesterday uh, of our actual play of Beyond the Wall uh, might have known I was already drinking this yesterday. I, I still had a lot of the six-pack left, so I'm, I'm finishing it off today. I am drinking the Edmund Fitzgerald Porter from Great Lakes Brewing Company in not Michigan, Cleveland, not Michigan. Ohio. It's close uh, enough. It, you know, I mean, it's Great Lakes. Yeah, you know, who can who you can't fault Ohio, you know, for stealing the name of our Great Lakes. Yeah, That's okay. True. I mean, like, I would totally drink a Canadian beer that bordered on the Great Lakes. That's cool. Let's do it. There's nothing wrong with Canadians. Come on, Canadians. Can I? I actually pronounced the word correctly. I just had a bottle in my mouth. No, um, this is good stuff. It's uh, it's a, it's a little, it's a little strong. Um, and uh, every, I can't get Gordon Lightfoot out of my head every time I drink it. Yeah. So there's that um, danger. If you don't like Gordon Lightfoot, it kind of creeps me out. <laughs> like he's um, a seriously creepy musician, you know. That's yeah. That's timely. Wasn't the uh, anniversary of the uh, the Eddie Fitz just a little while ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just a couple weeks. That's hmm. uh, right. for you, non-Michiganders, who is most of the people listening. Uh, that is a big deal here, <laughs> kind of. Oh yeah. If you know what it is, it's a big deal. That's it. Is there like a festival I mean, or something? I don't think so. I, uh... No, but, <laughs> no, but there's, there's a shipwreck museum. Really there yeah, is there's a, a shipwreck yeah. museum up in uh, is it White Whitefish Point? Oh, really? Huh? Yeah, and uh, they play that song on a loop. <laughs> like the employees are all utterly insane. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's got some cool art, artifacts from a bunch of wrecks. That would be cool. I'd love to see that. There's a lot of weird, like weird, like um, because Michigan only has so much of its own history. Like, there's a lot of like appropriated history in Michigan, mm. like. The, the train that was the train in the Polar Express movie is from Michigan, <laughs> and so it's a big tourist attraction. Not kidding. Like, if, it, if it's not a beach or shooting a thing, Michigan just has to invent so much stuff. Because, you know, there's yeah. only so much history that happened here in the state. We're kind of like mi- the, the country's cul-de-sac. Yeah. Which is cool. We're, like, all alone, surrounded by water. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, should we talk about what we're spinning? If that's what's next, let's I, do it. I'm pretty sure that's the way the show works. Hey, Clint, what are you spinning? Uh, what do you mean by spinning? You mean listening to, musically? Yeah. I thought you said you've heard the show. Yeah, a couple times. Um, probably uh, the thing I'm listening to most lately is uh, the band Hex Vessel. They just yeah. came out with a Hex new Vessel. single. Yeah. That's, they're going to have an album in, I think, January. I've been listening to that. And nice. uh, what else? Tech Nine? Uh, rapper from Kansas City that I'm a big fan of. Um, I think that's pretty much it today. Earlier today, I was listening to uh, Casey Chambers, uh, who is a like a, a Australian country singer chick who's pretty good. A uh, bunch of different. I stuff. I had you pegged for the Australian country. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where? Okay, so help help me out here, Clint. Where are you in? I'm in uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh yeah, duh. I know that. 
it's everything I get from you is from there, so that, I right. suppose that makes sense. All right. Um, boy, way to figure shit out, Adam. <laughs> um, and I know that, too. I really know that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a dick having to ask that question. Um, Don, what about mm-hmm. you? What are you spinning? Um, I am spinning this thing. Um, you know, I was on a band camp. Uh, Black Blight is the band, and they do like kind of dark ambient. The thing that drew me to them is the art, the cover art is really neat it reminds me of kind of the rudimentary peni but like crossed with like fantasy okay maybe maybe some rudimentary peni and doug kovacs oh Oh, doug kovacs is rudimentary peni yeah drink (laughs) oh shit yeah sorry Uh... (laughs) so i don't know if any of you guys would like them our listeners whoa but they're on Bandcamp. Check it out. The art is really neat. Uh, the song titles are pretty crazy too. Um, it, frankly, it wasn't dark enough. You know, I like my mm. ambient dark and twisted, um, but it's also kind of—I don't know. They say they say you should take drugs to enjoy it the most. Oh, isn't and, that that's like all music, right? I mean, it is. Should, you can enjoy to be anything. Better. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, that's actually oh, why I never then, got into Pink Floyd was because by the time, like I did, I don't like music that you have to, you know, consume right. substances to enjoy. Like the the fact, like if it's good on its own, and then you take some substances and things are better, that's one thing. But if you need to consume substances to get where the music wants you to be to start with, that's just that's that's not good, man. It's not hmm. good. I'm glad you uh, just said that because I was just about to say. I just got done watching the uh, uh, Roger Waters uh, and the Wall, uh, the one that came out last year, like the big uh, kind of pseudo documentary mm. and show, all wrapped up into one. And uh, I was sitting there thinking, man, I wish I had taken some drugs, <laughs> but then I would be all messed up for this show. Yeah. Um, but my wife's a big fan, so. I watched it and it was oh, fun. Oh yeah, it was fun. I forgot. I forgot your wife likes the hippie music. Oh yeah, totally. A, yeah, Don Don married for looks. That's how it is. It's not on musical taste. Yeah, he's got his trophy wife. Yeah, you know there isn't just <laughs> there aren't two metrics: looks and taste in music. You're right. There's, you're right. There's like three. Know. There's like three metrics: personality. She's, also, sense, she's yeah. funny. That's all that counts. Right she's, there, she's sassy. Um, she, she is sassy. Oh yeah. Uh, hey, um, um, I want to I want to recommend something to you real quick, us. Don. And this is because we were talking about like you know dark ambient stuff. Um, yeah. A guy I like a lot, uh, like in the 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 RPG sphere, specifically the OSR sphere. Um, I really liked his blog when it was around. It's like incredibly like infrequently updated now. This guy Ben Jarum. Um, I've stolen some of my best ideas from him, and uh, uh, he has this band called Void Crawler, which you can also find on hmm. Bandcamp. And I totally, I recommend you check them out, especially you, Don, because I think you're going to dig it because it is kind of like this ambient black metal, you know, like howling into yeah. the void kind of thing. It's pretty sweet. I dig it a lot. Um, it's not something you know I put on when I'm trying to go to sleep or anything, but you know, right. it's good. It's good working to this stuff music, you know. Um, hmm. So that's that's a recommendation for me. 
that sounds right up my alley. How about your alley, Adam? What are you uh, listening to? What are so, you spinning? Right. So I've actually been on a pretty heavy uh, spin, if you will, of this uh, this this band. I think they're an English band. I don't know them, their material at all, because I can't find it anywhere. I really haven't dug very far. But I saw this article where this doom metal band listed their top ten metal albums of all time. And the band's name alone made me want to pay attention to their playlist. And so it was Mammoth Weed Wizard Bastard. <laughs> All right, yeah. Right? I mean, that's a great name. So even even if I don't like the band, like I should totally I should listen to what they're listening to. Yeah. So I yeah. I made a playlist of all of the albums that they all the albums I could find on Spotify that they put in their top 10, which was mm-hmm. everything but one of them. So um it's uh includes Black Sabbath's Master of Reality, which mm-hmm. I don't I don't recall listening to in a, like probably since high school like as an album in and of itself but it's a pretty solid album it's got some weird instrumental breaks in there that are like oh renaissance fair no thanks but the rest of it's pretty solid um the cathedral two cathedral albums are on this list one is ethereal mirror and the other is forest of equilibrium i've really only gotten through ethereal mirror and let's tell you wasn't a big fan um right now um I'm going through the album uh, Angels of Darkness, Demons of Something I Can't Read Right Now. Oh, uh, Earth. Demon, Demons of Light, yeah, by Earth, uh, both of those. That's that's on the playlist, because I think those are, and those are awesome. Those are really uh, good, yeah. Uh, Pentagrams Relentless is on here. Uh, Trouble, Psalm 9. I haven't gotten that far. That's, that's what I, where I need to end up. But uh, it also, of course, has the entirety, of, it has Dope Smoker on there by Sleep. Uh, mm-hmm. because you you know you can't really talk about doom and not I mean there's no orange goblin on here which is weird but there's there's some sleep so we're okay um, but so that's that's been in pretty heavy rotation um, I've kind of fallen down that Polish folk music uh, rabbit hole a little further mm-hmm. uh, and uh, like I found some like on Spotify that Warsaw Village Band has a separate account as their name in Polish where they have more new stuff than the in oh the, nice. Yeah, uh, it's Capella Jivi, uh, Jivzi, Capella Jivzi Warszawa is the name in Polish, and uh, it's some wild shit, man. Um, and Stan digs it. And listen to a lot of uh, Soy George, the uh, the Brazilian folk singer guy, um, uh, specifically his uh, Life Aquatic soundtrack, because uh, mm. that's really that helps the little man fall asleep at night, which is great. You know, Brazilian versions of David Bowie songs. Teaching the little man right. Nice. Good. <laughs> so that's me. Um, that's great. <laughs> Thanks. Totally I'm so glad you that. approve. I have the story. I'm going to save it for a later date. Are you uh, sure? Concerns Danzig to Lucifuge. I love that album. Um, all I right. I'm going to say it right now because I was in charge of music on Friday at at, at work. And, you know, people there... Did you show them how the gods kill? <laughs> whoa, whoa, I, under her black wings? I Come went on. with, I went with uh, you know, Danzig 2, and I was like, after the album played, it went into some other, you know, you know, Spotify starts its own thing af- after a while, just goes into radio or whatever. And I'm like, you know, you guys can change this, because I don't know. And they were all like... No, I've never heard this album. This is really fun. And some other guy was like, "I didn't know Danzig did blues." It was the most Ooh, hilarious thing. Really? They were like, they were loving the Danzig, and I'm yeah, like, "All awesome. right, man." And it 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 went on for like three or four hours. 
Wow. Like we, Good job. Like we probably heard the whole catalog. I feel yeah, like teach that's, those hippies. that's like yeah. every music lover's that's the thing you want to have happen whenever you proselytize, you know, to people. You yeah, want them yeah. to go, oh, my God, I've never experienced this. And usually, I mean, that's so rare. That's a gift. Yeah, really. really. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it was just Danzig. I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a great album. Like, yeah. what did you guys do in high school? Seriously. <laughs> right. I mean, I hadn't heard that album since probably high school. I, I That's one I break out per, uh, periodically. I break out the first three Danzig albums and... Uh, yeah. Thrall, Demon Sweat Live. Uh, that's oh, actually, yeah. that EP is my favorite of Danzig's material uh, because the covers on there are fucking genius. Yeah. Uh, so good. So, Don, I'm, I'm going to go to you. What are you, what are you reading? I am reading. Um, I finished up uh, Sailor on the Seas of Fate, the second, you know, uh, Elric, Elric book. Yeah. Um, so I jumped into the third one because that third uh, short story ish, whatever, mm-hmm. in the back of Sailor, um, it was great. Uh, the J- the man with jade eyes, right? Mm. Where they uh, Elric travels back to the historical city. Um, Re- was it Kaylin Relin Ah Ah? Where you know the Mel Melnibanians? I can't even talk. Melnibanians, yeah. Melnibanians came from, mm-hmm. and there's a giant statue of Auriac there. Oh, it was just, it was amazing. I'm like, this is totally Dungeon Crawl Classics. And it was just a wonderful story. So I'm like, I'm going to need more cock. More, more cock. There's always room for more cock. More cock. Drink. And that's, that's the gist of my story. It's, it's a beautiful story. Thank you. Uh, I'm so glad we know it now. Yeah. <laughs> Clint, what are you reading? Um, let's see. I think my books are pretty much right here. I got Man and His uh, Man and His Symbols, Carl Jung. Uh, I read mm-hmm. read uh, the first I, when you read that a long you, time ago. When you said that, I was thinking like, you know, oh, it's well, a story yeah. of Zildjian <laughs> or exactly. something, you know. Oh, that's great. <laughs> um, this is actually the one though that I'm reading more uh, at the moment is uh, Ships of Oak Guns of Iron. It's uh, nice about uh, the War of 1812 and the uh, what's it say the forging of the american navy i'm kind of obsessed with the war of 1812 uh since i moved down here because you know there was the battle of new orleans <laughs> and stuff and yeah. i knew i knew shit all about that before i came down here but i'm i'm really into it now and then i also found this awesome book um that i haven't started yet but i'm probably going to start it tonight this is uh the oak island quest uh mm. i just started uh watching on the history channel that uh curse of oak island show uh, yeah. and it's oh. fucking awesome. I really like it. I'm really into it. And I would recommend it for gamer people because it's basically a real-life uh, treasure a treasure hunt. Yeah. dungeon yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, and it's got booby traps and the whole nine yards. It's really cool. So anyway, I found this weird traps. this weird like book from the 70s, I think, that has like UFO sightings and all this crazy stuff. So I'm looking forward to getting into that. Awesome. Yeah. Um, you know who would talk about that is... Uh... Stephen Newton. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had, we had a huge chat about that once. Uh, his latest adventure is kind of based on that, I believe, unless I'm totally mistaken. That's cool. Do you and know what it's I, called? Off the top of your head. Um, I don't think it's out yet. Is it? Um, or is that haunting a larvik? Yeah, it's I not. think it's yeah, yeah. That's it. 
Haunting of Larvik Island for DCC. Yeah. Right, so I'll again, it's an out. adventure that'll make you use dice you don't have. But, <laughs> that's fine. You know. Sacrifices have to be made. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, Steven has an inimitable like uh, uh, style too. His is uh, is good and weird in a real fun way. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. His uh, Attack of the Frogs. I didn't. I didn't. I totally underestimated it. I thought it was like. Um, gonna be like a gimmicky oh you're fighting bullywugs big deal you know but then you get to the end where the actual like monsters are and you're like whoa it was it was the biggest holy fuck moment i've seen in dcc like at all it's like oh seriously like yeah uh he turned my stomach faster than anybody else has in that crowd <laughs> so uh when with nothing nice. like weird too it was just like oh i guess it was weird but i mean it wasn't like like just gore or like splatterpunk or anything it was like it was just disturbing enough yeah. Um, yes, it's someone's turn to talk about something. It's Adam's turn to talk about what he's reading. Yeah. So um, I, I I'm going to disappoint you, Don, um, okay. because uh, I'm I'm still reading Hitchhiker's Guide to the Little Man uh, because oh, yeah. it, it doesn't matter. You know, just that you read to him. That's all that matters, right? I mean, he doesn't right. really like you know. We're laying in bed at night. We've got music playing, and he's relaxing, and you know, placing and read hitchhiker's guide and do all the voices right because everybody's got to have a voice you got to have a different right. he's got to know that everybody has a different voice when you're reading a story otherwise you know how will he learn to tell a story himself you know in a few oh, years good. so mm-hmm. you know he's got to know that ford prefect has a voice he's got to know that zaphod has a voice and uh and arthur has his own voice each one of these guys it's important mm-hmm. so um i just finished reading a bunch of adventures too um and and this this i guess is kind of appropriate um, I finished reading the Sinister Son of Stakara by um, oh Michael. I can't remember his last name, but it's for Axe. Uh, Michael. Ah shit! I just had it. it starts with an ah, S. Ah shit! Uh, yeah. Where's what country is he from? Scale. Michael, Michael Scale. Shit. Got it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I assume it's pronounced Scale, although it could be like Skail or something. I don't know. Scale. Skail. Skail. Perhaps. It's when you uh, it's when you skank poorly. Um, <laughs> boo <laughs> yeah I had to have a bad joke Edgar isn't here so um, but so I, I read that recently um, and of course Beyond the Wall uh, you know I, I had to bone up on that before um, the next segment that we're about to talk about um, yeah that's a nice segue it is really run because with it. run with what, it run, run what? with it I see run. oh you're getting clever I see Man. that's good we, that was brilliant we are yeah. brilliant. Go. Okay, yeah, good job, Don. <laughs> you toot your own horn as much as you like. It's fine. Um, so uh, I can't reach. <laughs> yeah. Wow, the horn's far away. Uh, okay, so uh, yesterday I ran the first of two um, actual play live streams of Back to the or uh, Beyond the Wall for uh, um, this month, this year. Or this season with the SR, we want to do things a little differently in the actual plays. I think I've, I mentioned this in this last episode, but that hasn't been like podcasted yet. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll bring it up again. So um, what I'm doing is instead of you know Don and I being players in someone else's game and someone else teaching us how to play something. I mean that sounded like a good idea the first time around, but this mm-hmm. we had a bunch of people be like, hey. Um, I, I under, you know, you guys talk about GMing all the time, but we never hear you GM. Let's see it. So this is a bit of me bringing it, the the, the, the hypothetical it being brought by me. So, um, the first session, um, we did the, each month we're doing two games of, or two sessions of one game, 
um, for December, which is now as we record this, it probably won't be when you hear it. Um, we're doing Beyond the Wall by Flatland Games, which is a BX retro clone um, with some you know modern accoutrements you know stapled on. Um, you know, it's it's very much like Lamentations in a lot of ways because it has like high uh, you know um, ascending AC. Uh, it would do really well, I think, with the historical setting. Um, the major difference, actually, I love its magic system. Its magic system is really simple. But the cool thing that it does is um, it gives you like a series of tools to set up a game in a few minutes. Like um, as character, as players roll up their characters, like uh, there's two different ways to do it. You can do like the traditional like 46 drop or 3d6 straight down the route ra- ra- the line or whatever. But um, to create characters in uh, short order with a lot of depth. Um, they give you this this method of playbook character generation where um, every player rolls dice, you know, a bunch of times, um, and it tells them things about the character's past. And every so often, it has you put something on the map. So, um, like after the first roll, it tells you about your childhood, and that and you get to put a place on the map. And then a few more rolls down the line, you get to put a person on the map, and then another place, and then another person. Um, so it's pretty cool uh, the way the way that you go from absolutely nothing, all you know is that there's an inn in the town. And, you know, I'm playing this kind of character, you're playing that kind of character, to actually, like, having a well-developed little, um, you know, insular campaign world. Really nice. Moves really swiftly, and we were able to get into the action really quickly. Uh, really quickly by my standards, I guess. So, <laughs> uh, but it, it really nice game to play, you know, um, like in a con setting or a one-shot setting. Hmm. Cool. So that's the first thing. Um, other than that, still got Iron Coast, which is going strong. That's... Uh, uh, in this next coming this coming weekend, um, things are getting weird there. Uh, they still are stuck in the Shroom Sultanate, which has been a lot of fun. Nice. nice. They murdered a bunch of slee stacks, and now it's it's good to go forward. But Clint, what are you running? Um, well, I'm running uh, a couple different uh, Lamentations of the Flame Princess campaigns. Uh, really, they are two campaigns that splintered off uh, from an original campaign. I run my game through a meetup uh, group, and as a result, uh, we ended up just slowly kind of accumulating players over time until we got to the point where we were having like 10 or 12 people show up to a session, so we ended up splitting it up into two groups, and they're in the same world, but they're in uh, pretty different areas, so one of them's uh, currently running around in sort of the the fairy realm, uh, because one of their daughters was kidnapped or made you know a changeling that whole thing and then um the other group is running around playtesting uh a bunch of stuff that they're on the coast of the continent uh going around in these weird boats and stuff that uh are they're playtesting stuff for a, a book that i'm working on uh called driftwood verses uh which is basically like i don't even know how to describe it it's kind of like a dark brooding sort of uh nautical fantasy I guess, but they're going around. Um, let's see. Last session, they basically uh, were acting as bounty hunters. They went and captured a guy and took him to a city and all this kind of stuff. So uh, that's going on. And then, actually, this Saturday, I'm running a bunch of uh, stuff for a. We're doing like a Toys for Tots charity thing, which I'm running a Whispering Vault, which is one of my favorite RPGs of all time. Uh, awesome. It's super cool and. I think another Lamentations game, and then uh, Call of Cthulhu that night, uh, which I'm also a big fan of. Whispering Vault. I haven't heard that. I think about that all the time, but Such I haven't seen it in print in ages. 
so cool. It's on Lulu. You can get all the books on Lulu. Really? Yeah. It was uh, uh, Philip Reed, who now works for Steve Jackson Games, I think. Yeah. Um, he, a few years ago, had this company with Christopher Shy. Uh, do you know Christopher Shy's artwork? He's like a really amazing illustrator. Uh, he did a bunch of, he did stuff for White Wolf. Anyway, he, he and Christopher Shy formed this company called Ronin Arts, and they actually purchased mm. the, the rights for uh, Whispering Vault, Vault years ago. And they still have it up there. Uh, it's on Lulu. You can get like the main book. You can get all the supplements. It's really kind of cool. I remember seeing the first time I saw Whispering Vault. I uh, I did like a demo game at Gen Con '93. Wow. Uh, that's one of several, the very few things I remember from Gen Con '93. But uh, that was it. Was it made a huge impression on me because this was back like when it was like a spiral bound like cardboard covered book you know oh yeah yeah uh that was that i mean because the, the the presentation and everything was like so weird and out there and uh, the was, art in that I book would... is amazing it, it almost you know you hear a lot of praise for stuff like um oh what's the warhammer book realms of chaos or whatever you know yeah. it's kind of, that kind of like heavily heavily illustrated lots of really dark nasty stuff i mean mm-hmm. whispering vault i would hold that up to to realms of chaos just about any day it's amazing it's all, you know, these elaborate chapter heads and, you know, borders on every chapter that are different with all these crazy monsters. It's very, you know, all Clive Barker type stuff, you know, really cool. Yeah. It yeah really made a, like under, I said, underrated. Made, made a huge, made a huge impression on me when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I never I didn't actually happened, run into so. it in, in, in terms of the book until not that long ago. But I remember the first time i ever heard of it was in i think dragon magazine it was like a lester smith you know review where it was very so mm. sort of he would do these great sort of hyperbolic reviews where he'd really pump up the game and it i remember reading about it in there and being like that sounds awesome and then i didn't actually play it or anything until <laughs> like a few years ago but it's great i love it hmm. there's a lot of games like that that like you you heard about back in the day got really yeah part of me got really excited about and never played exactly you know? yeah Lots of games that you make characters for, and mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Don. Yeah. Are you mm-hmm. going to excite me by having something that you're running that you want to talk about? Uh, I'm not running anything, but you I keep, did you're just supposed play. to talk. You're supposed to be running something. Um, you know what? I've been. Did I talk about? I did. I talked about Above and Below last episode. Um, the game that the board game with the entries. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. I played uh, some Five E on Saturday. Yeah, on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. yeah that I re- I really I really would have come to that game, but it's it's really hard for me to make that game now. Um, yeah. Until Katie changes jobs, I'm probably yeah. going to be out from that group. But. Yeah. Well, you missed some poppers. There's yeah. Hello, My ass poppers. did not miss them at all. <laughs> it's more like I dodged. Um, them. No. It was it was fun. Um, you know, I am. I'm doing. I'm once again doing prep. I'm gonna run DCC, and it's gonna be on the tabletop, and I'm gonna record it. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna hold you to it because I know it's not gonna happen. January. Oh. It's gonna start in January. Okay. Hey, uh, what did you play in Fifth Edition? Um, I am playing a wood gnome druid, whose name. Uh, are you ready? You lost me with the first part. You brought me back with the second. Wood gnome? Oh, man. Why would, why would anybody play a gnome? I also like these... to play bards, all right? 
I know. You're wrong. You're a bad man, Dodstrap. Gnomes are awesome. Halflings no. suck. Gnomes no, are cool. No, they all suck. What do you picture when you think of a gnome? Only just... I only play humans. No thanks. I don't mean any well, of that shit. <laughs> I usually only play humans. I don't know why I'm playing a wood gnome. So, so how, how is your character play? Are, are you enjoying it? Well, here. Here's what I thought. He's like three foot five inches, right? And he's going to take the druid path where he can shape change into, uh, you know, big things. So he's going to be like, oh, I'm a little gnome. And then he's going to be like, I'm a bear. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. That's just playing a be, druid, Don. That's just, that's. Uh, but bad. he's short. He's really short. Um, you know, I got to say, it's kind of, it's really not fair that, you know, uh, my instinct is to scrutinize, uh, like, fifth edition. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's already getting talked about enough. I should I shouldn't pester you with to tell me more about fifth um, edition. You know, Mark and, and your, I com- your feelings of it. Yeah, Mark and I complained a lot. We're like, you? what? What? You get all your hit points back? What? Sleep for eight hours? You get them all back? No, we're not playing <laughs> yeah. like that. That's dumb. What? You get how many spells? What? You cast your cantrips all damn day? No, mm-hmm. no. This this is weak. Yeah, yeah. What did uh, what did how what was Sean's response to that? He's like, oh, well, we can play it as hard as you want. We're like, all right, play it hard. Uh, he's running some uh, some published adventure. You know who Something it was published like, by? Uh, yeah, uh, Watsi. Oh, really? It's, oh. Uh, it's like the Abyss, something out of the oh. Abyss. Uh, we started out in the Underdark, so I, I always liked the Underdark. It's dark. That's a, that's a, the Underdark is specifically a problem for it's me dark. in my Iron Coast game because a couple of players who have like a lot of D&D knowledge like they're expecting a lot of shit that you know like like oh we got to prepare for this we got to prepare for that it's like no you're not going to fucking run into drought you're not going to run into dwergar it's not right. going to be any of the shit you're used to but i i i really despise tra- the traditional vanilla fantasy stuff i hate the underdark because i yeah. think it's so stupid cheesy it's like it's one of the few things that will make me so like mad that i'll say the thing i just said um it's it, it I dislike it so intensely. Uh, I dislike that there's that there's, and this is going to come up in the second half of our program. I dislike that there is a gaming lingua franca for the weirdest fucking place on earth. You know, because realistically, yeah. the I, I love the the idea of the uh, un, the underground caverns as being like a mythic underworld. Um, right. I think that's fantastic. That's exactly how I play it, um, and. The fact that you could say, oh, it's the Underdark, as if you just come up with a name for it, and now right. we know things about it. You just totally killed all mystery and, and myth and weirdness, and you just you made it typified. Mm. Now we can, we can categorize it. We can, you know, we can nail it down to a couple of things. That is BS, no thank you. I'm done. Mm-hmm. So that's my fury, that. my rant yeah, for the day. I hear that, too. I hear that. Yeah. I can understand that. Uh, the cool, like, the, the neat thing is that... At least half the players don't have that reference because Joel yeah. and Brooke, this is like their second game system and second setting. Like, they yeah. don't know shit about this. Um, and you would have thought that Mark didn't know shit about this when his bard tried to put a bunch of drow to sleep with a whistle. Oh. Well, oh. I've been doing a good job of breaking Mark of his bad habits. I love that. I'm going to cut that out, too, because... Because he hit himself in the head when John said, nothing happens. I'm like, ha, you're an idiot. They're elves. 
you play one in axe you dumbass yeah uh yeah i'm gonna cut all this out yeah no yeah. it's okay i think i think mark would enjoy us calling him a dumb, dumbass no he already complained about the voices i do for him <laughs> that's different that's different you give him really whitey i don't, really I don't talk like that yeah. <laughs> all right all right all right so all right. let's let's yeah, uh let's, let's get it back up. to the show because yeah, yeah. we're uh we're gonna go ahead we're you know what we, we made it we made it through this this first part of the program pretty swiftly which is good um we're getting closer to being to our time goals, Don. That's important. Um, before I we go, yeah. before we go, I want to send a shout out to some of the folks who've been supporting us over on uh, Patreon. Um, yeah. I want to say uh, thanks to our patrons, Jarrett Crater, uh, Victor Garrison, Michael Jones, and Forrest. I'm going to screw up your last name, Forrest. So I'm going to pronounce it like it's the wrath of God and say, Aguira. Nothing? Mm. No ref- Nobody gets the reference. Okay. Come on. I just said Aguirre. <laughs> I like Aguira, the wrath of God. Come on. This is Klaus Kinski, classic shit, man. No? No. Okay, well, uh, thanks to you guys for supporting us on, on, on Patran. Uh, there'll be some other folks we'll thank next time. Uh-huh. So, nice. <laughs> so if you didn't hear your name now, it's going to be in the next episode. Um, th- uh, again, thanks for your support. We, you guys really make doing this uh, very rewarding, not just financially, but because we know people actually give a shit about what we're doing. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. Clint, thank Yo. you so much for being here. Um, no it's been man. fantastic talking to you. Um, folks at home, thanks for watching. My beautiful co-host, Don. Thanks for being here, man. Hey, thanks for having me, Adam. It's been a great time. <laughs> it's always um, a great time. I would, hey, I would like to take this time since we just talked about our uh, supporters. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I have talked, I'm, I'm, I'm going to surprise you with this. You and I have talked about having some sort of drawing if people give us a review because we really yeah. have one review, I think, and it's fake. I think somebody did that that I know and probably isn't really an RPG lover. So how about this? We have a bunch of duplicate books. Um people who give a review we can have a drawing for them and just give them some of our second hand cast offs that i mean i have some more cock yeah way to make it sound away. appealing yeah hey we got no. some shit just laying around <laughs> if you leave us a review we'll give you some shit we found in the bottom of a box somewhere i've got some gene wolf i've got some more cock i've got uh glenn cook Let's I've make yeah. There we groups. go. Let's make yeah. it be about books. We do. Yeah. We, we know we have like. I mean, I know I've got like tons of the same stuff. I've I got something I can add to the pile right now. I got an Edgar Rice Burroughs hardcover I can add. Nice. Um, I somehow ended up with two volumes of the same thing just because they had different like dust jackets. And yeah, yeah. So yeah, there we go. Um, yeah. Hey, leave us a review once a month. Yeah. New reviews. We're gonna do a drawing. So if no one else leaves us a review and you're the only person who leaves us a review in the month of December, you're getting a book. Get, yeah. Maybe right? two. Maybe two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work, but okay. Uh, we're we'll, going to draw we'll one day and you're somehow going to win twice <laughs> at the same time. Uh, okay. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, folks. Um, we'll be back. Uh, if you're watching at home, we'll be back in just a few minutes with Clint to talk about uh, weird horror in gaming. Um, and if you're listening at home, we'll be back in a week to do the same thing. Uh, thanks a lot. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Drink, Spin, Run. If you like what you've heard, share us with your friends, leave us an iTunes review, or email us at dsr at kickassistan.net. You can also support us at patreon.com slash dsrcast. 
Our theme music was generously provided by the band Blue Snaggletooth, who you can find at bluesnaggletooth.bandcamp.com. Once again, thanks for listening, and we hope you join us next time, you gorgeous listeners. 